Good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter. And uh, today I am speaking with Shannon Illingworth. He is the chairman and founder of GP Solutions. The stock symbol is uh, GWPD. Uh, Shannon, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, can you start off by telling our audience what uh, your company does? So our company is in the modular farming business. Uh, we basically take these uh, food-grade shipping containers and repurpose them into indoor modular farms and uh, use organic soil and high-end technology and really kiosk framework technology to really manage uh, your indoor farming business. So uh, a shipping – what exactly is a shipping you – know, in case anybody's not familiar, what is a shipping container? So a shipping container is probably what we see going across the seas. Uh, we we ship from countries. Uh, oh, our, oh, our one of those the sh- the forty, 40 foot. foot type of deals. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the shipping food forty foot containers. Yes. Uh, so you turn that into uh, an indoor farming. Yes, we've turned those by using our kiosk framework technology. We've we've turned those into modular indoor farms and really made it efficient not only in lighting by using our own lighting LED source, but water and now using our own organic nutrients and soil. Okay, okay. So it's, so it's, a, it's oh, okay, now I get the idea. So it's a modular farm. You take these 40-foot containers and then you, you, you outfit them uh, to, to mm-hmm. grow uh, indoor uh, crops, so to speak. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, now there, there's there's other companies out there that are you know doing I don't know vertical farming. Other they have different yeah. products. What is it that you're doing that's different? So what we're doing is a little bit different than anybody else because we're making it simplistic for farmers and consumers and farm to table restaurants to really get a food safe product. Today we're getting our produce and our stuff on the ground. You got runoff and you have bacteria and you have pesticides. We really want to do a far superior product by putting it indoors and giving consumers and customers availability to buy our products and, and grow indoors with a simplistic approach of we give them organic soil, we give you the nutrients, we give you the, the recipe, so to speak, to be successful so you can grow inside these modular farms. It's really simplistic, and we give you those, all that information to do it and, and control it with this modular system. So, and and you, you basically sell turnkey system? Turnkey system, just much like an RV, to envision that RV, you come in, plug it in, and you're growing. You okay. have a farm. You have it right there. And, and people don't realize that some of these farms equivalent to year-round acreage, uh, having one acre of farmland, it equivalents to that because now you're growing year-round, you know, not just growing uh, seasonally. You can grow anything, anywhere, year-round. Okay, that's interesting. So so basically, so what happens? So somebody calls you up, uh, buys one of these uh, containers, and what, you drop it off at their location and they they're ready to go yep so let's say the, the customer is interested in, and they're, they're on a restaurant right and they want to do their own spinach and uh, romaine and which is a big if you guys know there was a big outbreak in equali in our romaine system a while back here and it was pretty scary so in, in the sense is if i'm taking food safety and i want my health and i want to make sure what i'm eating is controlled how do I control that? You would, a customer would call us to say, yes, I'm interested in growing you know, romaine lettuce or spinach, and, and we would configure that pod out for them to their growing needs, and we would deliver that pod ready to go, turnkey, plug in, and, and you're off and you're growing your leafy green. And the cycles every 45 days, 55 days, every month you've got full cycles and fresh crops. 
Okay. And what does uh, one of these pods uh, sell for? So the starting price, and we have different lengths, right? So you'd have a 20-foot uh, pod and a 40-foot. The 20-foot starting around 49500 49, to $100,000 for the 40-foot 40 40 fully ready-to-go, self-contained farm. Okay, so for fifty, so roughly fifty grand, somebody can uh, have a turnkey indoor farm in their backyard or in their parking lot. Exactly, anywhere that you can park a small RV, or you know, uh, you can you can put one of these pods in, as long as you have that power and water to 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 help grow with your system. And, and you mentioned something, I guess. You, you, in terms of the the yield, so like a forty foot uh, pod. Uh, what so you're saying that produces the equivalent yield of uh, one acre? Yes. So you could you could really get really modular on this thing and understanding it based on what you're growing. But we looked at just leafy greens and say romaine lettuce. We were up to do like two thousand heads of lettuce per year on a forty foot container. But depending on what you're growing, is it herbs? Is it microgreens? Is it and, that that differs, right? But the big thing people need to understand is your food safety and your food quality. How do you really get organic plus? How do you get better than what you're getting now being grown on the ground? You can't get better. So you got to take it into a controlled modular environment to really maximize that superiority in the product. Okay. And uh, so, so the, the value proposition for the customer, is it uh, cost savings or is it quality? Like what, from when they get your system? Uh, it's 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 basically let's if I'm in a restaurant I'm a chef I'm looking for a higher quality food and you know if we don't know or have transparency how it's grown it's there is ways to get the food pricing down if that's what you're looking for but you're you know it's mostly the food quality and the food safety issues what we're really trying to say here is like it's getting harder and harder for outside agriculture to control its system without using pesticides I mean it's almost impossible as we pollute our our environment we're making it harder and harder for really to control our own food system. So this gives you an alternative to, to pollution and, to, and the environmental problems we're having today, as well as efficiency. So you can grow, say you're a restaurant, you can grow your own you know, food right next door versus having to travel in long distances. So there's all kinds of benefits of, of really having these indoor farms. It's, it's really pathogen-free, it's bacteria-free, you're able to drive short distances to get it, and it's the quality, it's bar none, you know what I mean? You can't get that quality grown in an organic, traditional environment. Yeah, it's, it seems like this is like a, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, you know, there's this big trend of, you know, was it farm-to-table uh, restaurants? Yeah. And yeah. so this seems like this is like a good, um, uh, almost like a, uh, you know, uh, marketing type of thing for, for a restaurant to have one of these, and, and you know, in the in the back in the parking lot whatever uh, it's funny you say that it's funny you say that because we get a lot of contacts we get our, our we just really launched our you know sales campaign and a lot of restaurant owners coming to us going we love it this is something we want to do farm to table is a, a big new up and coming trend we see with restaurants and it's amazing and some of these restaurants are doing it they're like have a huge waiting list for people to get in there and go and actually get that food so I believe, you know what I mean, for, for chefs, I mean, we have right now, we have a farmer's market that buys everything we can grow inside our modular farms here, here currently at our facility. So 
it's going to be a big demand for people who are looking for a superior product that has full transparency in where it's grown. That makes sense. Yeah, interesting. So, who, so who's ultimately um, who's who's your like target uh, customer for this? Is it, so is it the our rest? target customers? Yeah, target customer. We have three different vertical markets we're currently going after. One is farmers, giving them an alternative to traditional growing, not competing with them. If they want to grow year round, they want to grow a, a superior food source, they have to kind of, kind of go indoor, and it gives them a modular, scalable way to do it. You don't have to go buy a 50,000-square-foot building. You don't have to do this. You can actually, just like an RV park, you just put one, one, one. You can stack these modular systems. You can do all kinds of stuff to get up and going, You know, minimal power requirements, and then we're going after restaurants. Uh, these guys really trying to get their quality up and have a superior food product and really beat their competition this is the food quality you want. Not only do we do leafy greens, but we do peppers, tomatoes, all other kinds of stuff too. And the organic herbs, everything is far superior as grown in here. The last but least, we want to have a product where we can uh, ship directly to consumers. Um, so people would want a certain kind of leafy green, a lettuce, a salad, a spinach. We would get it fresh right out of our systems and uh, send these directly to the consumer. Okay. And... Um how, how long has the company been around? Like, can you give us maybe like a, a quick overview of the, the how it got started? What's the history of the, of the business? I'll try to make it as short as possible. I mean, this kind of started in the last two to three years. Uh, we've been development for the last two to three years. But as we've been in development, we've been selling our products to local guys wanting a product like this. So we've been R and D and testing not only with current customers, but we've been developing our product for the last two years. Now we're ready to launch our product. And this got started based on a food safety need. Me, myself, getting sick numerous times from eating a leafy green, a salad, and going to restaurants asking for a Caesar salad and them telling me, no, it's not available because we had a recall of you know lettuce. You know what I mean? So I really thought a need for it. I wanted to do it. I'm from the kiosk industry, 15 years of being in the kiosk industry used a, a kiosk framework technology we spent millions of dollars on and really vertically integrated it into this company. And bing, here you go. You have a, a company that really has a, a technology and a seamless a, a way to consumers, farmers, or whoever to get involved in a high-quality product. Okay. Develop a high quality. And, and so what's the, uh, what's the revenue model? So the revenue model is, there's three different models. One, obviously selling these pods. Um, and then two, obviously selling direct to farmers markets and consumers. Um, and then obviously working together with, you know, restaurants, chefs, and also, you know, developing the solutions for them under a lease program, a food buyback program. And then we look also looking at, at charities. You know what I mean? People... Uh, we're working with one big charity right now we're talking to is for veterans, you know, giving them a way to self-sustain, to create jobs, to help them, you know, give back to these uh, veterans uh, out of these uh, coming back and not, not having jobs. So another opportunity that we would provide for them is a way for people to sustain, you know, grow forward and, and, and generate revenue. Uh, but I mean, do you have uh, recurring revenues from uh, these pods once you sell them? Is there any any like add-on sales? What 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 else is there after the initial sale? So a couple things we do. We own our own product line, so we develop our own proprietary nutrients as well as our own proprietary soil. So if people would, as you're growing, you're going to need nutrients. As you're growing, you're going to need soil. 
um, and as well as their technology. So we offer systems where you would we would give you full remote access to all your information. Uh, all our customers or, or purchasers of our, our pods would understand CO2, lighting, can control the whole inside of their uh, their modular system through a kiosk platform technology plat- platform where they can remotely see it through their desktop or phone and be alerted right there real time if there was an issue, there's a temperature issue, there's a CO2 issue, there's an issue that their indoor modular farm had, they can react and fix it right away. So how much how much revenue, recurring revenue, can you get from a, you know, say, 40-foot container, 40-foot pod? So at, at, at the end of the day, depending on how much soil and how much, you know, if, if, if they use our, our branded products, I mean, we haven't broken it down for how much recurring revenue per pod, but we're our models more off the sales of the product coming out of the pod and our modeling is more about selling the pods to the consumer and about leasing and buybacks versus you know reoccurring revenue of our our soil and our nutrients so don't really understand that because i said we've been in development for the last two years and we're just now selling our pod as we refine those numbers and we do deal with hydroponic so hydroponic is another another way of growing inside of our systems but the soil system is a system where we developed just recently because we wanted to bring back the organic spin to growing inside and growing indoors. Uh, now, so let me understand you. You are offering uh, leases. You're also you're leasing these pods, not only just not only selling them. Yes, there are some lease 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 arrangements for doing with some of these pods, and we're going to offer to do some renting with these pods. So people can rent them as well, and then obviously purchase these pods. Okay, and I I, I wasn't clear on you mentioned something about selling the product. Are you actually, you know, uh, also you know growing your your you know crops and selling crops? Yeah, so we're farmers too. So okay, as we as we learn how to you know develop and get a higher quality product. We sell the products that we grow inside of our pods back to farmers, market owners, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Is- so you also have a farming business in, in, as part yes. of this company. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. How how big is the uh, market market opportunity for uh, you know these these pods? What what are your projections? Uh, for sales? Well, we're looking at the overall agriculture organic space, and it's about $110 billion, and 40% of that's just fruits and vegetables, right? And then and, and I, I feel this, this overall industry I was growing, it's, it's, a, it's a hundred, over a $100 billion market, right? We want to get into that market at least, and we feel you know, over the next three to five years, we could be a billion-dollar company with the right synergistic relationships. So it's about grabbing that relationship people. And this is why we're here talking today is, is people understanding the solutions, understanding options and what we eat. And I think the future is that we probably no longer will be eating stuff that's, that's really grown on the ground just because of what's going on with our environment, pollution, runoff, you know, flooding, uh, seasonal growing. So there's going to be a huge opportunity. And for those guys positioned in that market, there's going to be a huge opportunity for growth and to really capture market share. Uh, so now you mentioned you've been in the R and D phase. Uh, have you started selling units, or when are you starting uh, sales? No, we've we, yeah, we've already started sales. We've already sold the units, and we're actually launching a campaign. We're moving into a bigger facility. Um, we're moving to a forty-five thousand square facility in Colton, 
and we've already started selling units. And we've like one thing I I always do in my product, and I've done this in the kiosk industry, is if I don't like it, it doesn't work right for me. It's not gonna work right for anybody. So we spent two years really developing our products, making sure they came out right and perfect, and they were simplistic and user friendly. And now we believe, and we truly believe that they're ready for the market, and they're really for people to now get in there and get behind it. Okay. And uh, what? Uh, so, what kind of revenues uh, do you expect? You know, over the next let's call it uh, you know twenty four months, it looks like you're just starting to, to kind of scale up. Uh, what are your projections for sales? Just, just with what we know that we already have in, the, in our queue, I, we, in the minimal, we're expecting at least fifteen million in the next twenty four months. Um, with what we're doing in not only in traditional agriculture, are we, our technology is used, you know, in the cannabis space. There's a lot of need for these indoor modular farms in all aspects of medicine and produce. So we expect, in a, on, a, on a small scale. In the next 24 months, at least 15 million in sales. So 15 million million in sales, and what kind of margins do you have? Uh, right now, if it's just strictly top line revenue, like uh, just the, the top, off top of the machine, you're probably looking at 30 to 40 percent. 30, 40 percent gross margin. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, I guess you know the big elephant in the room, so to speak, is the you know the the you know the cannabis space. Uh, you were t- mostly talking about. You know, we we're talking mostly about restaurants. Uh, is this is you know like uh, you know medical cannabis? Is that something? Is that do you see that as a big market opportunity for what you're doing? We we do, but our focus has been in produce. But we do have customers that have used these in the in that industry. So we don't really like you know we don't touch the plant. We're kind of we just we are engineers. We're designers, and we do see the market for. In the medical industry, and we've designed systems that are currently in medical facilities and licensed facilities now. Okay, and uh, Shannon, what what are your you know you're, you're just starting sales? Like, what what are your you know biggest challenges uh, that you face right now? Our biggest challenges is one we've developed other OEM manufacturers for our product. As we we talk to potential buyers and consumers of our of our machines, they're wanting you know ten, a hundred, five hundred. So you got to be able to gear up properly and really uh, make sure when you're growth, you're not hurting yourself. So that'll be potential will be really you know average managing our growth. Right, because right out of the gate, as we start launching our product, you know, feelers out there, we have tremendous response in the market. People want to buy systems, and I, I, I keep my team focused on just what 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 markets we're going to go after. You know what I mean? And what specific size of pods we're going to go after? Is it the farmers first? Is it you know our own consumers? Is it going to be restaurants? So it's just really picking and choosing your partner. And understanding that uh, vertical growth and making sure you're you're doing everything right. Okay. And w- uh, what uh, what are your capital needs going forward? As we move forward, uh, the good thing about our capital needs moving forward, it's going to be based on purchase order, right? So there's going to be ways for us to fund those based on purchase order. And as of right now, I, I can't tell your capital needs. So we've we, we're we're funded. And as we move forward and we get, you know, larger partnerships, understanding the purchase orders, then I can give you more clear transparency on, you know, our, our, our needs as far as capital. 
Okay. So, uh, Shannon, can you tell us about, you know, your background and also uh, some of your other uh, key uh, team members? Yeah, so my background is the last 15 years I've been in, in development in the kiosk industry. Uh, I've, I've taken companies public in the past. I've been one of the key drivers in automated retail. Uh, you, I have over 4,000 machines inside Walmart stores alone. I've developed concepts for Disney and helped revolutionize you know, the whole kiosk automated vending machine market. Still hold my name on about four or five patents and wireless communication for, you know, automated retail, and really, really got you know to the point where I need something more. You know, and I want to, I want to really diversify my my knowledge and take this technology and put it into a vertical market. Um, so that's a little bit more about me, and really saw the opportunity with what's going on with our food supply and with people getting sick and being able to really. There's no borders. Anybody can grow. There should be no food shortage with our ability to really create these modular farming systems. Um, the CEO currently of GrowPod was a guy that I uh, recruited from a hosting company who was doing $50 million in sales, is one of the large drivers of this company, and I'm, I'm proud to say that this significant growth of this company was going to come through our CEO, which is his name is George Natsik, um, uh, works well with our team, with our operations, and will leverage all this cool stuff that we're doing in the market to really give us significant market share back to our, our shareholders. Okay. So he's uh, hosting, uh, like web hosting, you mean, right? Yeah. I see he's yep, a technology guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what's your, your vision for, for, for the business over the next two, three years? What's, uh, what is this going to look like? Well, we're going to execute on current existing markets, and I think the one thing that everybody's really talking about is organic markets, and you've got the Whole Foods and the Mothers and the major markets looking for product, right, and, and superior product than what they can get traditionally. And I think our focus is going to be our, our easiest leverage is going to be current farmers and a current grocery and current creating this new this new skew, the superfood category, I want to say. That's going to be the probably the fastest low-hanging fruit. And then well as the restaurant, we get calls every day, restaurant owners wanting to have their own access to this, this, this modular farm and to really take that farm-to-table concept to the next level because that's what the consumer is requesting. And the, the biggest thing I want to get out of this is consumer awareness, that consumers, there is another product available for you that, that is health, that is safe, that you can eat, that you don't have to worry about when you get a salad. Is this contaminated? Is there, is this been sprayed with a pesticide? Is, am I going to get sick? That's the biggest message I want to leave with today. Okay. Uh, now, Shannon, let's kind of recap here. What are the key milestones over the next 12 months that investors could uh, you know, track kind of and, and look forward to? Uh, key milestones, and we, we actually are be synergistic partnerships we're going to have with uh, key farmers and producers and markets uh, we're working on right now, as well as, you know, sales and like we right now in our sales pipeline we have a lot of sales that need to really get executed on and that's part of negotiation and going forward in partnerships so as we move forward as we move more product out there we'll be you know announcing that through our you know press releases and really driving that force and understand what shareholders should know is we haven't even begun to create that shareholder value we're doing that now through our sales and as even in R&D we're still generating revenue and because we're really taking the technology that already existed and putting it into a, a new vertical market without, you know, 
we're not reinventing the wheel, you know, so we're not going to have no delays. We're going to write the market with our product and now we're straight to sales. And now you'll see uh, faster evaluation, faster growth and faster, you know, shareholder value because of what we're doing now. So in terms of, uh, you know, investors looking for, you know, for news flow, let's say over the next six months, uh, at what point can they, you know, see announcements where, you know, they can see that you're, you're actually gaining uh, some sales traction? So the cool thing about this, we do press releases every week, every two weeks, sometimes based on if it's a special announcement, but we will be announcing as we solidify these deals and like, you know, not to go too far ahead, but we are, you know, working with, you know, significant big opportunities that really will change the the revenue and growth of this company uh, right as we're talking, you know what I mean? So there's there's stuff that's happening that's going to go quickly, but investors and shareholders could, you know, basically just pay attention to our press release lines because we can't get information out until it's public knowledge. Everybody knows that, but we just want to make sure that they just got to kind of stay alert and pay attention to what's going on in the market and look for out for our press releases. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, uh, Shannon, I want to thank you, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more from you over the coming months. I thank you, and I appreciate you.